This is the Agile Thoughts Podcast, and I'm Lance Kind. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight, the main event, let's get ready to scale Agile. Come on, Dad. Let's go get him, Dad. Come on, Dad. You've been working really hard. You've been working out every day. You're so disciplined, Dad. Let's go, Dad. Go in the ring. Get him, Dad. Less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Mom. You get in there and you beat him to a pulp, Mom. Ron Cortell and Alan Daly in the studio to talk about fast agile. My name is Alan Daly. Um, I've been an agile coach for uh, more than a decade now. Um, used to be a software engineer, lead like that. Um, I I discovered that the human side, the relationship side of technological creativity, is really the place where my passion lies. And becoming an agile coach is how I have been able to live that uh, and apply that passion in my life. Hi, I'm Ron Quartel. I'm a software developer and recovering agile coach. <laughs> um, currently working as a software developer and in the Pacific Northwest. Uh, been here 11 years and love it up here. I imagine living in, anywhere else now. Why did Fast Agile happen? All right, I will, I'm going to tell you a story. You want a story? Yeah, let's go. Okay. Um, story probably starts in 2002, which was when I was a software developer uh, in England. And my team converted over to this thing called extreme programming. And that was the dumbest thing I'd ever heard of. <laughs> Absolutely hated it. <laughs> like, <laughs> But um, I thought I'm going to stick it out because uh, where I was living in England, there weren't many other employers and I liked the place I was working and I liked the team I was with. So I said, all right, I'm going to give this a go. So I stuck it out and I'm glad I did because within six months, I kind of got it. So the penny dropped or the light bulb went off and I went, okay, this makes so much sense, this agile thing. Um, so if you can convert a hater to, to someone that's enthusiastic, mm. you know, and then they become... Uh, um, what do they become? A, a fanatical? A fanatical, yeah. A fanatic? Uh, they yeah. Become or a at fanatic. least an evangelist. Anyway. An evangelist, that's evangelist. what I was looking for, but let's go with fanatic. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> um, so that's kind of, yeah, I, I became a, a, an evangelist fanatic, and I, I promised myself I'm only ever going to work this way ever again, which is agile. And I tried, stayed true to that, so I've, I've been through different roles since then as, as dev manager. Um, Scrum Master, Agile Coach, I went into pre-sales, but all through all these things, I always stayed within the realm of of Agile. So now, let's fast forward. Uh, I'm an Agile Coach, 
And around 2014, um, I find myself in New Orleans at a conference. So uh, I'm an agile coach. I'm now calling myself a recovering agile coach, but we can talk about that later. But at this point, I'm, I'm an agile coach, and um, the to- hot topic of the day was agile at scale. So um, my agile coaching to that point had all been at the team level, and I was very comfortable there. So Scrum and extreme programming, I I, I knew what I was doing was very effective and it worked and I enjoyed that space so I'm watching I'm watching the rest of the industry talking about this stuff called agile at scale and I'll give you a quick di- my division of that what that is so we're kind of it's called ruining a good thing as far as I can tell <laughs> <laughs> well so scrum scrum and, and extreme programming worked really well with one team but the question was hey if the problem is so big that we need multiple teams how do we spread the work across those teams and keep them in sync so that's my definition of agile at scale that was the the holy grail the, the nut to crack um and i'm watching what what's going on in the industry um and nothing's sitting quite right so i'm like you know what there's smarter people looking at this than me i'll let them sort it out i'll wait till they've sorted it out and then i'll come along and go all right what have you worked out in the meantime i'm going to stay with where i'm comfortable i'm working with scrum um and extreme programming has as an agile coach so um yeah that's that was the big theme of this this conference so that was my personal view of of things of of, of agile at scale and and where i I was at back in 2014 day three of this conference it was a three-day conference was uh, an open space event so um you guys been to open space events before? Is this the Northwest yes. one or no? This I was in. I was in a, a Scrum gathering, oh. but I I yeah. was familiar with um, with open space because of Agile Open Northwest. Oh, open space technology, the unconference, right? The unconference, about. yes. So well, open space technology is a technology in itself which can be used for conferences, yes. which is yeah, unconference. So I was familiar with it. I was, I was used to it. And I'd been presenting on day two, so by day three, I'd, I'd used up all my energy chips, and I'm like, you know, I'm just going to recharge. Right? <laughs> so I'm sitting in in this uh, open space conference, and I'm in a very receptive sort of mode. Um, uh, so I'm not going to go facilitate sessions. I'm going to be a butterfly and just I, I need to recharge today. So in this mode, I'm just sitting and, and watching events unfold. And after we just finished populating the marketplace, which is, you guys, right? right. right? Yeah. You can picture yeah. it, right? Yeah. So there's a wall of, 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 of ideas and topics. Ideas and to topics about. for the day. Yeah. And, and, you know, I look at the wall and I look over at the, the crowd. There's 800 people, I think, wow. yeah, in this, at this conference. Um, well, not compared to some of the... Oh, no, open source. Well, like the, the big Agile conference now is in the thousands. But yeah, it's 800 people, and, and, and it strikes me look how amazing this, this uh, open space technology is that within 20 minutes, 800 people self organized a one day conference. And it was a eureka moment. I mean, well, hang on. In 20 minutes, 800 people self organized. This is uh, a scaling problem 
that was done extremely efficiently and effectively all via self-organization. I'm like, this feels very agile, mm. right? Because we talk about self-organization as one of the as one of the principles um, and emergence. In fact, those two words, self-organization and emerge, are in the same principle. Um, mm-hmm. um, and and here we, I just saw it happen. I'm like, this is how. Why aren't we doing this to solve the agile scale problem? Because everything I was looking at didn't feel right. It felt like someone put their command and control hat on and was looking at the problem and went, we'll solve it this way. Versus put your agile hat on and try and solve it. And and so the last thing we needed was another framework. But I was also struck by, but this is the right way to do it. So it was a birth of an idea um, and I couldn't let it go. Um, let's fast forward another two years. So now it's 2016. I'm working with a health insurance company here in the Pacific Northwest um, as, a, as an agile coach. And we're faced with a particular challenge, which is in the shape of uh, a scaling issue. Um, and we're in a fortunate spot. We we're fortunate for a couple of reasons. One, we had a lot of autonomy um, and support uh, and freedom to do what, what we wanted. Two is the, the thing that we were delivering wasn't impending, like it was a greenfield project um, and it wasn't a looming deadline. So we had some space. So I said to the, 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 the people that were involved, do you guys want to do an experiment? Because, you know, we're faced with this challenge. We've got a couple of approaches. One is the traditional way that any agile coach would say was, would be, right, we're going to divide up into teams and... and you know, we're going to cut the work across the teams. So we can do that, and I know how to do that. I've done it many times. Or do you want to try something different? And if it doesn't work, we can easily roll back mm. to traditional purchase, which we've all done before. And they said, well, let's try something. Um, so what was... The, the problem we were trying to solve at this point was... We had a, um, a pool of, of people because we were building up the pool because we were going to take on a, a new product. The new product was really sexy. Let's use that word. Like new products are always sexy, mm-hmm. right? It's a, it's, a, it's a mobile application. Everyone wants to jump on the new one versus the boring old one. It's all legacy code now. Um, but then how do you divide the team between... Who gets to work on the new stuff and the old stuff? So we said, well, yeah, that's a big problem, right? Yeah, yeah. and and uh, and yeah, how do you do that? And how do you share the goodness? Um, so we said, well, why don't we just all all work on everything, and then we'll have this marketplace. So so I kind of the idea of open space stuck with me. I'm like, well, why don't we have, use open space as a way of of just putting all the work up on the board, on a wall, and say, all right, here's what needs doing. Go, and then so what's on the wall is is everything right there's the mobile stuff and then there's the legacy stuff okay so the work of uh, uh, the epics or whatever got stuck on the wall the work the work yeah like here's what needs doing let's go um, so that was the that was the idea um, it evolved from there and and so essentially that was the birth of of what is now called fast so fast is uh, fluid uh, scaling technology or fluid agile scaling technology and fluid meaning uh, fluid teams. So, so we dynamically form teams around work. And um, we, d- we also pushed a, f- a couple of other boundaries because it, it brings up other questions like, well, how long should the iteration be? 
And looking at the Agile principles, one of them talks about with a, a tendency towards a shorter release, mm. uh, one of the principles. And I said, well, how, I was thinking, how short can we push it? So my background in extreme programming was, hey, if I, if, if Alan, if we're going to pair on this story, most of the time if I pick up a story for, with an XP partner, we'll get done in two days mm. or 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 sooner and if you didn't that means there's something wrong you, did, you didn't cut the story small enough mm. or or you ran into problems or you or ran into some real problems yeah and, and you got stuck which means um, it's time to, to relook at it so I said well why don't we try two days so we we worked on a two day iteration cycle wow um, and as I said we were in this experimentation phase wow. it brought up issues but like everything does and then so we said well, well let's let's try a week so we switched over to a week and that brought up issues and and they said you know what we we preferred two days <laughs> so we went back to two days so we did a lot of like inspect and adapt and experimentation how, and how many people are involved with this um, at its largest we ended up with two tribes and I call a tribe imagine if you had all the teams that were involved and you mush them all together and that becomes a tribe oh. right so we had two tribes we had a mobile tribe and then um, the mobile tribe had two platforms and then uh, another tribe which was supporting another two products um, at the largest there's about 40 people in each mm. I would have much preferred to keep them in one tribe, but that's another story. And so, two day sprints for forty for uh, two, population of forty. Yes, two day iterations. We weren't sprinting. Sprinting is scrum. We were not doing scrum, <laughs> <laughs> and that was a big part of it. It was to to get. I purposely cho- chose language not associated with scrum because people would think in scrum terms, mm. and so you get a lot of ideas of, of scrum thinking. I'm like, well, that's not. So an example, which, which as an aside, that's exactly why the creators of Scrum chose terminology that wasn't project management, right? Because <laughs> they didn't want people to think yes. about project management. Uh, yeah. So each person yes. that invents, we want to create new terms so that people will think differently. Uh, yeah, anyway. and 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 I became aware of how how uh, locked into Scrum thinking people are. Like when they go agile, they think Scrum. And I'm like, well, n- n- no, you know, this is this is very different. Um, so for example. There's no done-done concept. So when people say, well, did, did, did the stories get done-done in two days? I'm like, well, no, we weren't doing scrum, so there was, no, there was no definition of done, there was no definition of ready. Like, we delivered value every two days. Um, so there was. So I had to really work at getting people to think differently. Oh. Yeah. And, and I did this great mapping, do this great mapping exercise of here's, here's the Agile values and principles, and here's FAST. And here's Scrum, and I can I can map them over and say here's how this gets implemented here, and here, and then when people look at the mapping, then they they get a better understanding of ah okay I get it I can see why you're not using that language. Uh, Fast Agile, you can find the website fastagile.io, and um, there's a contact us page there as well, which if you go there that will get you to to me also. Next episode, we'll hear more from Alan Daly and Ron Cortell about Fast Agile.